Hi, this is Peter Schwartz, public address announcer for the Cosmos, and you're listening to the First Team Podcast. Hello Cosmos Country, on this week's episode, I will review the Cosmos 3-3 draw against Miami FC. I will preview the Cosmos upcoming match this weekend against Jacksonville Armada FC at home at MCU Park. And later on in the show, I will touch on two topics. Number one, U.S. Soccer rejected the NASL's Division 2 application. And the last topic is my take on my three-minute chat with U.S. Soccer President Sunil Galati. So let's kick off the show by reviewing the 3-3 draw against Miami FC at Ricardo Silva Stadium in Miami. In the ninth minute, a cross comes into the box. Jokovic heads it to Bartic, and he puts it in the back of the net to put the Cosmos up one Nothing. This was a shock because we had Zobak in goal. Jimmy Maurer didn't get the start because I'm guessing Giovanni Savarese thought that we were going to play against Puerto Rico on the Saturday, but it got postponed because of Hurricane Irma. So Zobak got the start, some squad rotation like we talked about last week on last week's show. In the 43rd minute, Chavez... Scores the equalizing goal for Miami FC. A free kick outside the box. The cross comes into the box. And a Miami FC player heads it down for uh, Chavez. And he puts it in the back of the net. I believe this goal was offside. But the ref and the linesman didn't see that. So uh, they gave Miami FC the equalizing goal in the 43rd minute. So we went into the halftime break 1-1. Which is a fair result based on the team we're playing and we're playing away. In the 62nd minute, Pino has a shot on goal. Zobak saved it. Jokovic heads the ball away from goal, but didn't clear it. Javi Marquez tries to boot the ball down the field, but he doesn't hit the ball well. And Chavez... Has the ball. It falls right onto his uh, foot right there. The ball is right in front of him. And uh, he puts Miami FC up 2-1. So that was a bad mistake and a bad goal to give up. But we can't blame Javi Marquez too much on that one. Because I've never seen anything like that before in the NASL or with the Cosmos. In the 80th minute, Marquez has a shot on net. And Pablo backheels it into the back of the net. Miami FC 2, Cosmos 2, 
in Miami FC come up big. There was a lot of goals in this match. In the 89th minute, a through ball to Chavez. Jokovic tries to push him off the ball, tries to uh, not give him so much space so he could have a shot on target. But Chavez finds a way to score, and he scores his hat-trick. And Miami FC is up 3-2. Giovanni Sabarese had to tell his defenders, watch out for their attack. It's very dangerous. And they didn't have Poku either. So if they would have had Poku, it would have been that one-two punch. But thank God they didn't have Poku on the pitch. And in the 91st minute, Javi Marquez comes up big and scores the equalizing goal to come home with a point, which is well-deserved. A lot of goals in the match, playing the best team, playing the spring champs before the hurricane hit Miami. On a Wednesday night, the Cosmos had some squad rotation, thinking that they were going to play the match on the Saturday. We have the ability to go up against Miami FC. So if the season ends today, we have the knowledge that we can compete with them. That if they score two goals in our net, we have the fight. We are the cardiac cosmos that we can come back and fight against a team like that. But the one negative I will take from this match is that our back line is not the best. They're so slow. Like If you play Jokovic and Mendes together, I think we can get beat by any side. They will score more goals, of course. Like we saw against Miami FC... Jokovic, when Chavez scored the third goal, Jokovic was closing him down. He wasn't giving him so much space. And somehow, Chavez had the room and had the opportunity to put the ball in the back of the net. I would love to see a center-back pairing of Mulligan and Ochang. And I know Giovanni Savarese would never do that because you have veteran defenders such as Carlos Mendez, Jokovic, but I think what we need in the back is young and we need some pace because when the through ball comes and you have a Poku running at Carlos Mendez, Poku is always going to score that goal. We saw that last season that Poku was running towards Carlos Mendez. Mendez couldn't stop him. He couldn't defend. It's because these players are getting older and their pace is not there anymore. So that's just my one concern that comes out of this match. I would love to see a Cosmos side where our defense is never a problem. When we're playing the top sides like Indy 11 and Jacksonville, we won't concede as much. And our problem is not really scoring goals like we saw against Miami FC. We scored three when Miami put three in our net as well. But I would like to see our backline improve over the next season. Let's just review the only match this weekend because the other matches have been postponed due to Hurricane Irma. So on Sunday, we saw FC Edmonton host North Carolina FC, and North Carolina beat them 3-0. This weekend, on Wednesday night tonight, we have Indy 11 hosting North Carolina FC. I want to go with a 2-1 Indy 11 victory. On Saturday, we have Miami FC hosting the San Francisco Deltas. I'm going to go with a Miami FC victory 3-1. 
And on Saturday night, North Carolina FC hosting Puerto Rico FC. I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw there. And on Sunday, FC Edmonton hosting Indy 11. I'm going to go with a FC Edmonton 2-1 victory. And the match that we will preview a bit more in depth is New York Cosmos hosting Jacksonville Armada FC on Sunday, September 17, 2017 at MCU Park. My keys to the match is that our back line has to be stronger. Against Miami FC, we got beat so easily. Pace was an issue. That's something that I just talked about. We have to play like the home team, dominate the match, and with that, the atmosphere will be great. When the Cosmos are playing well at MCU Park, the atmosphere is great. When we're attacking, when we're uh, having some shots at goal, when we're not conceding early, when we're playing well and dominating the play, you can see that the fans in the stadium are truly the 12th man. And I think that's what we need to get through this very tough match against Jacksonville Armada. And the last key is that we need to get revenge. We lost two weeks ago at MCU Park 2 nothing, And I don't want to see the Cosmos get embarrassed once again on our home turf. So my score prediction for New York Cosmos v. Jacksonville Armada FC. I think we're going to see goals. We lost 2-0 at home. And the Cosmos put up 3 against Miami FC on the road. So I think we are going to see a 2-2 draw. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see the Cosmos come away with the 3 points. But I can't see us doing that because our back line is not the best. And Jacksonville are doing very well. They have a great manager in Mark Lowry. They have a committed owner as well that improved their squad, gave them the funds uh, to invest further to make their club better. And he's going to want to win as well. So I think a draw is a safe bet, is a safe result um, for both parties. Any team coming to New York to play the Cosmos or just hitting the road to play any single team in the league, you would want at least a point. You don't want to come home with zero points. So Jacksonville is going to come to MCU Park expecting at least a point. Last time we played Jacksonville at MCU Park, we made some mistakes. Guerra put the ball in his own net. They had a corner kick, and Jimmy Maurer got fouled, and they never called it. So we got beat, but by two mistakes. So this time around, hopefully we do get our revenge if we do get the three points, that would be great because we need to make a push for the postseason, for the championship. We need to pick up our pace. We need to get results and win consistently because you can't draw a match and then lose a match at home and then lose and then win. We're the New York Cosmos. When we play at home, our opponent should fear coming to MCU Park. Over the past couple of years, people feared coming to Hofstra short stadium. They knew it was going to be tough. Right now, we don't have that fear factor around MCU Park. Yeah, the atmosphere is great. Yeah, the fans are the 12th man. But on the pitch this season, we've seen Jacksonville can come in and beat us 2-0. We've seen Miami FC come on April 1st, the first match of the spring season, and come on our turf and embarrass us. 
that should never happen at any club. It doesn't matter if you have the best history or if you've had the best player of all time play at your club. If your team was started last season or two years ago, your opponent should never come to your stadium and embarrass you on your pitch. And I know things happen in football and soccer, but for the New York Cosmos, we should not get pushed around by Miami, by Jacksonville. And I'm not trying to be arrogant. I know the squad was put together on short notice, but we have the players in the squad to get the job done, to put the ball in the back of the net and to uh, defend well. So my score prediction is a 2-2 draw. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope the Cosmos get the three points. Let's move on and talk about the two topics. Let's talk about the first one here. On September 5th, 2017, according to 55-1, the U.S. Soccer Federation rejected NASL's Division II application. And we have two statements. One statement is from the New York Cosmos, and one statement is from the North American Soccer League. I will read the New York Cosmos statement first, and then we will move on and read through the NASL statement. The Cosmos statement comes from New York Cosmos chairman Rocco B. Camiso. Since beginning play at Yankee Stadium in 1971, the New York Cosmos have won a record total of eight professional soccer championships and brought some of the biggest stars in international soccer to the USA, including Pelé, Franz Beckenbauer, Carlos Alberto, and more recently, Raul and Marco Senna. Investing millions of dollars to build upon the rich history of America's most iconic soccer brand was my way of giving back to the game that has given me so much to me. I invested in the New York Cosmos eight months ago with the expectation that the United States Soccer Federation would allow us to play at the Division II level long enough for me to work with the NASL's leadership to strengthen and grow our league. I am therefore shocked by the U.S. Soccer Federation's withdrawal of Division II sanctioning beyond the 2017 season. That decision is, in my view, completely arbitrary and unfair. The NASL is making progress in developing and implementing plans to grow the league and enhance its stability. I want to assure the Cosmos loyal fans, players, employees, and sponsors, as well as the many others with a stake in the team's continued success, that the Cosmos plan to play quality soccer during the remainder of the 2017 season, and that I will do everything within my power to reverse the U.S. Soccer Federation's decision. Let's move on to the NASL's statement. Since taking the pitch in 2011, the NASL has been working diligently to advance the growth of soccer by creating an entrepreneurial league where dynamic clubs bring the excitement of professional soccer to fans across North America. Despite the progress made by the NASL, U.S. soccer has taken a decision to refrain from sanctioning the league as Division II for the 2018 season. The NASL is disappointed with the decision and does not believe that the Federation acted in the best interest of the sport. U.S. soccer's decision negatively affects many stakeholders in soccer, fans, players, coaches, referees, business partners, and the NASL club owners who have invested tens of millions of dollars promoting the sport. 
The decision also jeopardizes the thousands of jobs created by the NASL and its member clubs. While the last several days have seen some unfortunate results for U.S. soccer, both on and off the pitch, the NASL remains committed to growing the game and is exploring multiple options as it continues planning for the future. The NASL knows that its fans will continue to show undying support for their clubs and the league looks forward to the home stretch of the 2017 season and beyond. The beautiful game is bigger than any decision, result, person, league, division, or federation. The NASL will continue its work to ensure that brighter days are ahead for soccer in the U.S. I'm going to talk about the NASL statement first. One piece of it is great, is when they say that the beautiful game is bigger than any decision, result, person, league, division, or federation. That's true. Sunil, U.S. Soccer, the board members, it doesn't matter, or it does matter, but when they have a vote and every decision that they make impacts people's lives. And the NASL is saying that the game is much bigger than any decision, result, a league, a division, a federation. The game's bigger than that. It's bigger than Sunil Galati. It's bigger than the board members. It's bigger than the fans, right? It's bigger than any one person. And when you think of it that way, Sunil should understand and U.S. Soccer should understand that they're impacting people's lives. U.S. Soccer should talk to the NASL and work with them. And don't say, we want to kill your league because you don't have 12 teams. Actually work together for a common goal. Put some things on the table and say, this is your deadline. You have to have a certain amount of things by this point. And I don't know all the facts, but all I know is this. The Cosmos future, based on Rockaby Camiso's statement, is that he wants his team, and he said this when he bought the team, he wants the New York Cosmos to be a D2 club. If you tell me this, I love the Cosmos and I would love to see them be around for a very long time. If Rocco would say we would be in the NASL but we don't know what U.S. Soccer is going to do, that's sort of what he's saying is that I'm going to try to reverse their decision. But say they don't come back with a positive outcome and they say, nope, you're not going to be Division 2 next season. What's the future of the club? How can a person buy the New York Cosmos and release a statement saying, I want to assure fans that we will play this season, but he didn't come out and say positive things for next season. But why don't you say, I'm committed to being around for the long haul. I am committed to make sure the Cosmos future is bright. If I buy a soccer team, a professional soccer team, Invest millions, and then a year later say, before the season's over, I will try to reverse their decision. Okay, you can do that, but what happens if they come back with a negative message? If they say, you're going to be a Division Three league until you fix your league and get more teams and do whatever you have to do to meet that standard. Why doesn't Rocco come out and say, I'm committed to the future or I'm committed to the short term, I'm going to pass it on to someone else, or whatever his statement might be. 
I would love to have an owner that is committed to the future, an owner that understands that, okay, it's not going to be an easy ride owning a soccer club, but I would love to see the New York Cosmos, the boys in green, the club that I love so much stay around for the long term. Because when you think of mainstream sports, you think of like the Knicks, hockey, whatever, you can pass that down to generation to generation. You could say, I love the Knicks, my son or my daughter loves basketball, for example. But with soccer, it's not like that because I love the Cosmos and I would love, I would love to one day when I have a family and say, I have a son or a daughter, go follow the Cosmos. They're a great team. Let me tell you the stories about when I went to the matches or I would tell you about the history or we can watch the documentary Once in a Lifetime and we can watch old films and watch old games, right? That's the beauty of soccer. That's what's beautiful about the beautiful game. That's what's great about it. That you, you can pass it on and everyone loves it. It brings people together. And in the biggest city in the world, New York City, that's the most important thing. We have three soccer clubs. We have so many across the country. We should not be losing soccer clubs. We should not. We have a U.S. Soccer Federation that should be working with leagues and with clubs for them to stick around for the long term. Not for them to say, well, you're not cooperating with us or we're not coming together and work on the future of the game. That's all I want. I want U.S. Soccer and NASL to work together and both of them understand what they're asking for. Like, maybe NASL says, can you give us some more time? Like, that's what Rocco said, is that he thought U.S. Soccer was going to give them time for them to get the NASL back in order, to get all the teams that they needed or they wanted in to the league, and so they could be stable and stronger than ever. But it looks like U.S. Soccer doesn't get that message. So I really hope, I hope they come to an agreement that benefits U.S. Soccer, NASL, and of course, the New York Cosmos. And let's go to the last topic, and this is going to be very interesting, uh, is my three-minute chat with Sunil Galati. If you haven't read the article, check it out today on firstteampod.com. I will give you some more details and my take on the whole thing. I wanted to sit down with Sunil and have a proper interview. I wanted to give him the opportunity to talk about the sport in this country and share it with supporters across the country. That wasn't the case. My emails to U.S. Soccer went unanswered. I had the opportunity last Tuesday to talk to Sunil over the phone. I took the opportunity and called Sunil. I thought we could have a conversation about the game in this country, the NASL, and so much more. That wasn't the case. Sunil was rude and short with this conversation. I thought the U.S. Soccer president would like to talk about the game in this country. Here are some quotes from my conversation with Sunil. The main quote that stuck out to me or two is that you think someone in my position should talk to everyone about the game and the second one, call the United Way and see if you can reach the chairman, see if he returns your phone call. The one thing Sunil doesn't understand is that U.S. soccer is different than the United Way. U.S. soccer has so many stakeholders from club owners, players, fans, and so many more people within the game. Every move he makes has an impact on the sport and on their lives. 
by me talking to Sunil Gulati, I was trying to stand up for the Cosmos and the league. I was trying to show Sunil that people actually care and are passionate about the sport. I know some people didn't like the article. To everyone out there, this was an opinion piece with real quotes from my three-minute chat with Sunil. This piece was written so we can have a conversation. That's why I'm doing this podcast. To have a conversation and talk to people within the game. If that's fans, owners, players, or members of the media. I will end with this. I love this country. I want the sport in this country to be successful. If we sit around and say, Sunil is doing a good job, we are failing as a soccer nation. Yes, he's making a lot of money for the Federation, but the performances on the pitch are more important. We need to stand up and tell the mainstream media and everyone involved in the game what we want. We want change. A lot of people have been saying because Ricardo Silva and Dennis Crowley filed a claim against U.S. Soccer Federation, that's why they're going against the NESL and removing their sanctioning for next season. The U.S. Soccer Federation and Sunil are okay with killing a league and clubs just because they don't want to get sued. These are the people who are in charge of the game in this country. I know I won't let the club that I love go down or out of business without a fight. What will you do to stop the people at the top who don't care about the game? All they care about is making money. Thanks to everyone for tuning into this week's show. I really appreciate it. First Team Podcast Extra Time will be released tomorrow, Thursday, September 14th. I had an interview with Paul Appointe, the United Premier Soccer League's Northeast Manager, and he wants to run for U.S. Soccer President. A very interesting chat with him. You can follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at First Team Pod, and check out our website, firstteampod.com. If you want to comment on anything that I said on this week's episode, you can email the show at firstteampod, that's firstteampod at gmail.com. And as always, let's go New York Cosmos. Yeah, just want to give a shout out to the five points. The Borough Boys, the Benadol Cosmos, and the Cross Island yeah. crew. Uh, yeah, it's New York Street and White. What we bleed, you see and fight. Indeed, it seems to be achieving. See, we do and did it right. Cosmo Country loving, we above them. I'm just saying. All those lovely somethings come and see it and I'm playing. The fact of it is the rap from Tid Attacks, Hash and Bliss. Reacts, tap, and we win. So fast, racking them in. Whether it's stacking the wing, holding back to the to the mid, cutting the seams. It seems we see anything to be. We got a ball and a dream. Got a ball and a dream. We do. I'm new, it's true. Effects you grow down for you, no doubt they do. Surrounding you about the views. Like shouting cues aloud to you without the dudes. Around my crews, I'll check the no excuse. Each session a lesson, it's not about profession. The work's the test and F's connected like a method. Not breathless after training, something's gotta be corrected. Rushing and acceleration at the start's most suggested. Infected with greatness, potential is spacious. Out the world, just face it. The work becomes contagious. Some may say we made it, but now we've just begun. Sorry if you hate it, because I can tell you that I'm far from done.